not only does he give Hulk Hogan a hug, he dry humps Hulk Hogan while Hulk Hogan is being bear hugged by the giant. And then Hogan screams and runs like a little bitch. Somebody go get help. He literally just tried to commit murder with a man off a rooftop and then ran away screaming for help. Remember the video store kids? When we used to do that, we used to go to this, oh, we used to go to this place and we used to rent movies. Kevin Sullivan is making this so incredibly hard to watch. His existence is making it hard for me to watch. Uh, well, here's the thing about that they just give title shots to anyone. Clearly. The following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the coach and honest for those of those. Social discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Return to Wrestling, the podcast that turns back time to when sports entertainment was still just professional wrestling. I am your host, the patron saint of podcasting, the warden, Matt Ritter, and I am back again with my best friend, Lord Cusselot, Travis Pointer, a.k.a. the Dragon King, a.k.a. Big T, a.k.a. Sweet T, a.k.a. T-20, a.k.a. Black Merlin, a.k.a. the HNIC. What's that? You know how hard it is to remember that, seeing as you're never on smacking it raw anymore. And now, like once a month after watching all of this wrestling in WCW, I come and I sit down. I'm like, fuck, do I have all of the names memorized? I can you actually that. you actually just recently did in uh inside the mind of with Katie, where you tried very hard not to talk about me and uh <laughs> failed, but neither here nor there. And she asked me what all of your names were so that I could make sure that she got them right for you. Yeah, so that she you told a proper me. introduction. Because she, you let her know that if she didn't, I, I just wouldn't speak. So, <laughs> Which is kind of the whole point of the show. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck did you make me watch, Travis? I made you watch some great shit. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Great shit. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it is... St- Starcade 1996 and the build to Starcade 1996. You We're got the about, rowdy one. I did get the rowdy one. And I like it knowing he's going to lose. Crazy motherfucker. Really <laughs> does take away a little bit. He won. Not for the title. That's what I mean. Like knowing that when it actually matters, he's not going to win does take away a little bit of it. I will tell you this. And we'll get more into it. I was surprised because I thought I I just assumed he was going to lose and everyone lost. Like I I didn't remember or maybe yeah. know that he won. You know the first why? Encounter. Because there's this fucked up narrative that's going that has been going on since then. The NWO never lost. They just kept squashing everybody all the time and would never lose. And it's just like that's not true. No, like, that's not true. It's not like they won a lot, yeah, but they all but it was never a clean win. Like never, if they didn't have any, some kind of advantage or anything, something working in their favor, they lost. Like that was their thing. I think so, it's more so Hulk Hogan than the NWO, which he, lost. Obviously, he does lose. He does. <laughs> he lost here. Normally he loses to someone on his team. Uh, not necessarily the outside people. Um, also learn something very interesting. I didn't know about Carl Malone today, which obviously has nothing to do with what we're talking about now, but will later in mm-hmm. the recaps like i didn't know years. he knocked up a 13 year old when he was 20 or that he had two baby mamas under the age 
or yeah, very young. Uh, found that out today. So was reading that on Twitter. I didn't know that either. Yeah, apparently when he was 20, he got a 13-year-old pregnant and then settled out of court with the family. No shit. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. he was still in college at the time. He was still in Louisiana, right? Yeah. I, I, I'd assume so, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I was just reading, like, I'm upstairs doing, you know, hanging out in the I bathroom. I think he went to doing, Louisiana. Doing you, the bathroom. I think he went to LSU. Hold on. Did he go to LSU? Or was it Louisiana Tech? Hold on. Yeah, Louisiana Tech. <laughs> anyway, I'm upstairs doing what people do in the bathroom, scrolling through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I start reading all this stuff about Carl Malone for no reason. And my first thought isn't like, you know, Carl Malone and the Utah Jazz. It's no. Carl Malone and DDP. No, it's Carl Malone and DDP yeah. versus Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman. Like, yes, every that's, time. That's, that's what matters in his career. Like, yes. if we're being completely fair, that's what matters. That was the only time the mailman really delivered anyway. Because, honestly, he had one of those records for uh, for points scored or something like that, and it's been surpassed by LeBron James now. So it doesn't even matter. Like, there you go. All right. So last pay-per-view was World War Three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I fucking hate that. Uh, so we kick it off November 25th. Uh, matches. We saw... A U.S. title tournament that was so convoluted because you never knew when the fucking matches for the tournament were happening. There was no bracket or anything. You just, they just said you this were... match is for the tournament, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> During commentary, it's like, what the fuck? I don't know who's fighting who or what the fuck's going on. I was so pissed. But essentially, ladies and gentlemen, the story of this United States title tournament is that while the big show giants, son of Andre, whatever the fuck you want to call him, nine tenths of the law has possession of the United States title. The board of directors has decided we are going to have a tournament to crown the new champion. It was a championship committee, wasn't it? Well, championship committee, board of directors, who the fuck ever upper management decided, Hey, we're, we're still the, WCW the board of directors and the championship committee are two different bodies. Are you sure? No, but that's what I'm going to okay. say. <laughs> Fair enough. So they decided they're going to have this tournament, right? They're going to crown a champion. And he's like, all right, fine. As a matter of fact, I'll give the winner the belt back, but you're still going to have to fight me. I'm going to beat you and just take that shit. So, like, do your little fucking tournament. Yeah. Regardless, I'll be champ when we're You done. still got to see me. <laughs> <laughs> so we kick it off. Uh, armed Anderson, because uh, he's got the Glock. Ah. Uh Versus Lex Luger, U.S. title tournament, ends in a DQ. Well, was he guys, carrying the Glock at the time, though? I'm pretty sure he was always strapped. Always strapped. I hope so, because I would have shot him over some of the... I would have shot creative over some of the shit they had him doing these upcoming weeks. Oh, my God. Anyway. What that uh, Dude, it was, Travis, it was the worst thing I watched all week was the Four Horsemen segments. I'm not going to lie to you. That's Deborah's fault. That wasn't their fault. The story was bad. Deborah. Well, you hate it because Kevin Sullivan was involved. So we just. You know what? Fuck this. We're going to talk about what's going on. Like, we're going to do kind of what I talked about earlier. I don't have my notes formatted that way, but fuck it. Listen, Dungeon of Doom, bad shit. You want to talk Dungeon (laughs) of Doom, bad shit? This whole, like, if you take the idea, which we've been talking about, the context of 
what happens between Benoit and Nancy Sullivan out of the picture. And you just look at the story that they are telling where Nancy was with Kevin Sullivan and now Kevin Sullivan is upset. Benoit took off. They just hit at it. They don't actually say what it is. It's really stupid. But anyway, Benoit took off to Germany, started fucking Sullivan's wife, which apparently he is not okay with. He was fine when Rick was doing it and he was teaming with Rick. But now that now that it's Benoit, it's no longer okay. which. Again, in context, I guess, kind of makes sense. It's neither fair. here nor there. It's fair. Like, you know, fair. yeah, you're not Ric Flair. You can't do that, you know? <laughs> but not only that, for whatever reason, Deborah McMichaels, who thinks she's a fucking four horseman, who is coming out in her pageant dresses and sashes and shit, doesn't all of a sudden like woman, doesn't think woman deserves to be part of the four horsemen. Apparently they had, like, they had beef in real life, too. Like, that was a real thing. Like Bischoff even said, no, Bischoff even like confirmed. Like he was like, yeah, that was a thing. And it was stupid catty shit that made no sense. But they, yeah, they really, they, they actually had beef in real life, which was nobody understands why. Yeah. <laughs> but she's out here cutting the worst like, wouldn't fucking even, promos like, ever. Wouldn't even share a dressing room and shit like that. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. She's out here cutting the worst fucking promos ever. Like the yeah. worst shit. Mm-hmm. And she keeps doing it every week. They keep letting her talk. With Mongo tearing down you know, woman calling her a slut, calling her a home record, calling her all of these things. They've got beef with Benoit over a piece of pussy that Benoit got that actually has nothing to do with the four horsemen. And mind you, I think woman was part of the four horsemen before Benoit joined. Yeah. And they're questioning his loyalty for hooking up with one of their members. Yeah. yeah. One of the valets that they had. Mm-hmm. It makes no fucking sense. And poor Arn is trapped in this. Ric Flair is, he comes back, but he's plays, like, he, he plays peacemaker though. He played yeah. peacemaker though. Like he gave and you're like, no, that's not what we do. Like, no, no, no. He's all good. He's all good. We together with a horseman. Woo! <laughs> Listen, Ric Flair is never going to knock a guy for getting a piece of pussy. Like, exactly. That is a fact. Like that is, Flair will never come to you and be like, no, we're not doing that. The pussy. No, he is with it. But. Poor Arn is trapped in this shit. You got Mongo. You got Benoit. Like I said, Flair's gone for part of this, and then he comes back to play Peacemaker. Like, this shit is so terrible, Travis. I don't understand why they needed to add the extra wrinkle of not only do you have beef with this woman's husband that you're fucking, because that should be enough, but you also have beef with your friends for fucking fucking someone that they don't even like. Wife. (laughs) It's not like they're friends with Sullivan or this caused them problems. Also, thank God that the Dungeon of Doom like kind of exists, but really doesn't at this point. Like it's there. Conan still comes out and is kind of like associated. But really, the Dungeon of Doom at this point, like Jimmy, Jimmy Hart took the faces of fear and just kind of said, fuck the Dungeon of Doom. Like, we're going to go do our own thing. We've got business to take care of. We we're not going to do this. So like they left. So now it's really just Big Bubba. Big Bubba leaves. He joins the NWO. So that's gone. Yeah, he got off that. He got off that Dungeon Doom train. Like, no, I'm good. I'm getting with these boys, which is a, anyway, we'll, we'll get into it. So now it's really just Conan <laughs> and Kevin Sullivan. That's really all that's left. Oh, and Hugh Morris, who is just jobbing the dudes for shits and giggles. So, like, mm-hmm. Dungeon of Doom is at its lowest point, and the best member is Conan. And he doesn't even look like a member of the fucking dungeon. Right. Of Doom. Like he comes out to the dungeon of doom music, but still doing his Conan thing. And it's just like, that looks so stupid. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so all of this stuff is going on. What else do we got here? We got 
the big show. Yeah, we talked about that stupid U.S. title tournament, um, which I believe ends at Starcake, correct? Yeah, we, we yeah. crowned the new. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, um, it was another um, DDP Eddie Guerrero match, I think. Oh, we got Bischoff coming out, and he's like, "Listen, by the way, Luger getting himself." out of the tournament, like getting himself disqualified and not moving on through the tournament was pretty stupid too. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, we got Bischoff coming out and he's like, listen, I'm not stupid. You guys want to know why I joined the NWO? I'd rather get road with than road on. All right. Like I'm still in charge of WCW. I'm just running both companies now. And the entire WCW locker room, you guys have 30 days. You can come sign NWO contracts. We'll, we'll bring you in. As a matter of fact, Million Dollar Man came out and scouted the father of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Ted. Trillionaire Ted came out and scouted the father of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and also Bo Dallas and brought him into the NWO in Mr. IRS VK Wall Street or M Wall Street at this point. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Been changed to M Wall Street because yeah. I guess they were getting sued. But yeah, it's one of those things with like the weird people, like the weird offshoots that joined, but at the same time kind of made sense because they were both former WWF guys, you know? So it's just like it kind of makes sense for them to join in. But then like when Norton joins, and it's just like they really, there's really no, like not even pomp and circumstance, but like no, nothing formal about it. He was just kind of there. They just, he walked out oh, in yeah. the middle of a big ass brawl and he just started fighting with them. And they're just like, how do they well, know? That, <laughs> honestly, that kind of makes sense for Scott Norton. Like, in in all honesty, if we're talking about how Scott Norton would join the NWO, WCW and the NWO are fighting, and Scott Norton picked a side and just started punching WCW guys in the face to let the NWO know, I'm with you guys. And that makes sense for Scott Norton. You're now, right. For Scott Norton, it does make sense. On top of that, we got Buff Daddy in the NWO. He turned on Scotty Riggs. Scotty Riggs still has both eyes for now. He'll lose one later. We know that. But for now, American males, American males, done, Over. gone. He hasn't Over. started calling himself Buff yet, but he will. I yeah. Buff Daddy. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, he's NWO. Um, anyway, so, yeah, Bishop's running. He's like, everyone's got these contracts. We see boss man we see irs we see norton we see buff bagwell all join the nwo so we are already bloating the nwo over and now i know it'll this never made sense to me. maybe you can explain this to me because this has never made sense to me travis bischoff has always said the original idea especially when he came up with thunder was to create two competing companies right the nwo and wcw that How wasn't a, that, that, that wasn't the idea yet but yeah, go ahead. But yeah. How does that work though? Because the NWO is never actually wrestling itself. Right. Like, He's saying it, a- it, it beca- the idea became that later, according to him. Like at this point, like he was like, we really didn't have that in mind yet. It was, it was not, it had not gotten big enough to where he thought that was going to be the thing yet. Cause at that point, they thought it was just going to be, you know, a shorter kind of angle that would end like, you know, in a few months or something like it kept going like, Oh, this is good. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep doing this. And it wasn't until like sometime in 97 when they were kind of came to the idea of like, okay, we need to, we can, we can do this thing where there's two companies here, but as the WCW and NWO is kind of where like the whole thunder thing came and when they're like, yeah, we got to do thunder. Now he's like, okay, well, 
yeah, I'll give the NWO Nitro and I'll give WCW Thunder and that'll be a thing. And, blah, blah, blah. and it's just, it didn't work out that way because it never was going to. But yeah, because <laughs> again, this is taking friends, a faction, a group, giving them their own show and making them fight each other for what? Like that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Now, if what they had done was had Trillionaire Ted start his own, and again, like you said, this wasn't the original plan, but if you were to do that, you have Trillionaire Ted start his own company, call it the NWO, and sign his own wrestlers to compete for their own NWO championships and make it the cool thing where people want to go join the NWO. By the way, Tony Khan, great idea to do with your newly acquired Ring of Honor, by the way, is make it seem like a cool outside thing that your wrestlers are going to want to join and sign up for. If you're listening, there's also that whole thing that they could have done where the, you know, the NWO split, you know, where you got the NWO white and black and you had the wolf pack. They could have been facing each other on Nitro kind of thing. That could have been their thing. But it's just like they just and you could have brought really the LWO in, too. And, you know, exactly. had a little bit of that lucha in there. Right. Um, also, WWE fucked that up because they could have done the same thing with WCW and made that whole WWE versus WCW invasion thing good. And they fucked that up. <laughs> They didn't, they didn't have the bodies. Like, that's just, that was really just what That's what I'm saying is if they had brought WCW over and made it its own company within WWE, like they kind of set it up to be and had Shane signing guys to join WCW oh, okay. yeah. and be a rival thing, they could have done it, but instead they did what they did and fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the whole, like Shane bought WCW. Now I own it. Now I'm going to start stealing wrestlers from my father and creating my own side company. That could have been dope. And that could have been the premise going forward for Survivor Series four years is the supremacy of WCW versus WWE at Survivor Series. Champs versus champs, five mm-hmm. on five. And that's a situation where the Brent Blanche but it could have actually worked. And it was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> this is true. This is true. Wow, man. I can't believe in five seconds I booked an entire company better than a billionaire. Anyway. Two of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, two companies better than... <laughs> Uh, also and got three sh- if you count AEW. So you know it's just. So um, I did separate all this. The stuff I hated is Dungeon of Doom bad. The stuff I enjoyed, I'm calling self high five and honor my boy DDP. Uh, originally it was bang worthy moments, but we're gonna go with self high five. So Big Show saying he doesn't care about the tourney winners. Uh, they need to fight him anyway. Uh, I enjoyed Bischoff explaining why he decided like. Being like, dude, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to get my ass whooped every week. Like, I'm going with the, the ass whoopers. Like, that, it is what it is. It's self-preservation. Uh, Bagwell joining the NWO. DDP. Everything. DD, like, listen, ladies and gentlemen, going forward, every week, Jeff Jarrett is Dungeon of Doom worthy bat. Him beating Alex Wright this week. Him existing in WCW. I cannot stand Jeff Jarrett. However, DDP will always be a self-high five. <laughs> always uh he's putting himself over he's standing up to mean gene when gene's like questioning his loyalty and his ties to the nwo he's man fuck them fuck that shit blah, Basically, blah, blah. Uh, yeah tell him every week you do your thing i'll do mine leave me the fuck alone like yeah. <laughs> and dungeon of doom worthy bad is the fact that the steiners specifically rick has not oh, realized Dumbass. That if you run your mouth about stings, things gonna fuck. Like this He's is gonna drop personal. you. He's gonna drop you. Like, <laughs> this has nothing to do, ladies and gentlemen, with the fact that he's NWO or WCW. It's talk shit, get hit. 
Yeah, and that's the it. thing. And it's like none of them get it. And it's just like we're watching this, and it's just like, whose side is y'all? keeps dropping WC like because they were talking shit. <laughs> yeah, Rick came out and ran his mouth, and the dog face gremlin got dropped. So self high five to Sting for being his own man and dropping Steiner. Dungeon of Doom worthy bad. A NWO Sting returning, and then them thinking it was the real Sting again. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't even look closely like the real Sting this time. Like there and was nothing. The, there was nothing to like really like hot obscure him or anything to make him look kind of like the real Sting, like they did the first time they showed him. You know, yeah. like he's got those fucking tights too with like the red on them, which isn't what Sting wore, and it's like a dead giveaway that this is like the fake sting but whatever him coming back getting dropped like sting dropping motherfuckers for impersonating him and talking shit a plus people continuing to talk shit about sting and then wondering why they're getting beat up dungeon of doom worthy bad or even in that brawl like when like they're like whose side is he on he's fighting WCW. like every one of them hit him first yeah like <laughs> Uh, we also got Ray versus Psychosis. We got the, uh, we'll talk about it when we get to Starcade, but we also had the build to Dean Malenko versus the Ultimate Dragon, Ultimo Dragon, Ultimo Eight Belts, Ultimo Dragon, Dragon, yeah. Um, so all of the cruiserweight stuff really Which, entertaining. Coincidentally, like in our rewatch, I feel like might be the only Dean Malenko match I've actually liked that's fair you know how I, like i don't hate dean malenko like i used to because like i'm an adult now and rational and i'm not a 13 year old teenager with raging hormones who was in love with lita and very upset with the fact that this voyeur was harassing her because i was irrational uh most 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 people in the iwc never grow out of that and still have those feelings i on the other hand uh, got some pussy and grew up and realize that that is not a rational way to act or think about someone I will never meet. <laughs> At so, all. While I don't hate Dean Malenko like I did when I was 13, um, still not a huge fan of... Yeah, his his in-ring work isn't really doesn't really normally do it for me. But like this match with with uh, Ultimo or Mr. Asai, as we found out, his last name is Asai, and that's where the Asai Moonsault came from. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, this match with him... We haven't gotten to the pay-per-view yet. I'm sorry. But yeah, that's the one yeah. Lingo match I remember watching since we've started this that I've actually liked. There've been others that I'm like, oh, it's tolerable. It's not bad. This is the only one that I remember watching since we started this rewatch that I actually liked. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at some <laughs> of the matches that I wrote down. We had Eddie versus Conan. I believe that was for the US title tournament. Yeah. Uh, because Eddie moved on. Ray defeats Psychosis. Uh also we've got the big tag team feud between Harlem Heat and the faces of fear that they're building leading up to the faces of fear fighting the NWO, the NWO getting involved, them brawling backstage after the match. And I was so excited for the eventual outsiders versus because the myth of Meng is so large and looming in wrestling <laughs> that I can't just not get behind King Haku, Meng, you know, even though like the barbarian is just kind of there for me. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. fucking mad. It's so, main. Like, yeah. The tongue and death grip, all of this. Like I'm, I'm expecting him to go in there and beat the dog shit out of these guys, which is not necessarily what we got, but neither here nor there. I'm enjoying this. And I, I see him and no matter how they portray him, I think this man is a badass. Yeah. That Kevin Nash and Scott Hall should legit be kind of terrified of. Mm-hmm. 
which is why they're doing these things. So I've created my own narrative. In my it's, but it's also it. like kind of the narrative that was going on back then was like it was just that it just wasn't Mang. It was the faces of fear are fucking scary. And yeah. it's just like, you know, and the fact that we know more about Mang and how badass that dude really is, how I like bit somebody's fucking nose off and shit. Like <laughs> you hear those kinds of stories. So we know about Mang. So it, it builds even more for us. But it's like generally it was the feeling that, you know, Ming and the Barbarian, the faces of fear are not to be fucked with. Stay 20 feet away at all times. <laughs> yeah. Back to the Stingrick Steiner thing, because I forgot this. They were supposed to have a match. And I was like, I can't believe I like I, I was fairly certain Sting didn't have any matches. Like, I didn't realize he came down and did things as often as he did. I thought he just chilled the rafters because that is the narrative that they lead you to believe is that for over a year, Sting sat up in the rafters and watched and didn't do shit, which isn't true. Yeah, not at However, all. However, they announced a match, and then Eric Bischoff was pumping it up as the Sting, the NWO member, is coming down to fight Ric Flair and doing all this stuff. Or Rick Steiner, I'm sorry, not Ric Flair, doing all of this stuff and alluding to the fact that Sting was part of it. And Sting even warned Steiner, like he gave him a chance to stop running his mouth. He came down and did not. He like gave him the bat and turned his back and said, all right, listen, you got a free shot. This is me showing you I'm not who you think I am. You got a free shot. And what does this motherfucker he do? He tries to week? hit him. And Scott stops him. Scott's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then he comes out the next week and starts running his mouth again. So, of course, you're going to get fucked up. You get dropped. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we also got some returns that we haven't seen in a little while. In a few weeks, Glacier's back. Uh, defeating somebody by the name of Hard Body Harris. No idea who the fuck that was, but hey, good for you, Glacier. Got a hard body. Um, Joe Gomez and the Renegade are still a thing, even though the Renegade is no longer anything like the Ultimate Warrior. Um, yeah. Uh, they allude to the amazing French Canadas, uh, who are run by Colonel Robert Parker. Uh, Colonel Robert, Robert Parker and his outfit are probably like the funniest thing I watch on this show when I do this. Like, this is hilariously stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he is. He is basically a comedy act at this point. Yeah. And yeah. I still. Why does one of the amazing French Canada's have an eye patch? Mm -hmm. We don't know. OK, uh, we got Malenko versus Kidman, a very young maybe, Billy Kidman. I think Diesel poked it out or something back in WWF. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malenko versus Kidman. I remember they had title. some kind of beef going on back then, but yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Malenko versus Kidman for the Cruiserweight title. Very young Billy Kidman. Yeah, yeah. Coming out with the high five. He's not He's not itching yet, you know? Yep. Uh, more random matches in the U.S. tournament. Uh, Robert Gibson teamed up with Scotty Riggs because Scotty Riggs lost his tag team partner. Now, I don't know where the other half of the Midnight Express is or... No, not the Midnight Express. Rock and, Rock Roll, and Express. Roll Express. Yeah, yeah. Why Robert Gibson was out there, and but hey, fuck it, Robert Gibson, Scotty Riggs. Sure, why the fuck not? Um, yeah. So we got some of that interesting shit. Rocco Rock had a singles match against Lex Luger for shits and giggles. Was that the match um, where they accidentally broke the table early? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like put somebody, put them on the table, and then slant, like did the move on the broken table that was on the ground, like it hurt worse because yeah. Yeah, you didn't even break the table with that. You, you the table was already broken. It was like they still tried to use it like a normal table. Like you, you only had one table. You didn't have a second table ready. Like, think ahead, people. Do better. I actually have a self high five moment for Kevin Sullivan. 
when Kevin Sullivan said he had a lot of Chris Benoit inside him, I popped. <laughs> and I immediately thought, not as much as your wife does, but <gasps> neither here nor there. And nobody so, made that joke, which is disappointing. It really is, especially with Zabisco and fucking uh, Bobby. Bobby. Like, yeah. nobody made that joke. Yeah. yeah. Also, the fact that my boy, like, Arn Anderson is becoming one of my favorite people in the world because he is out here and he's like, I just want to remind everyone, I beat Hulk Hogan twice. Hulk Hogan's <laughs> a bitch. And if I beat him, Piper's going to beat him. And he was right. And he put over Piper. Like, it was fantastic. Um NWO, I mean, again, Piper versus Hogan is the big story here. Mm-hmm. Piper's missing. The match of the decade, or is it the match of the century? Make up your mind, people. Make up Whatever your mind. Whatever the fuck. Because here's the thing. If I remember correctly, and this is all just going off memory, that this one was supposed to be billed the match of the decade, and then the match with Hogan versus Sting was billed as the match of the century. But they kept fucking up and accidentally saying match of the century during this time. So it's just like, I think I'm remembering this right, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, also, along with the Sullivan stuff, I forgot uh, Benoit getting gang banged in a bathroom by the Dungeon of Doom before they disbanded in a yeah. replay. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they molly whopped his ass. Like, mm-hmm. um, NWO on commentary for one of the weeks where they just ran commentary off and. The outsiders taking shots at ECW for shits and giggles. Just because. About just because. Bingo halls and just randomly just me- taking shots. Also, I'm pretty sure, I don't know where it is in my notes, but at some point in here, the NWO were leaving. Maybe this was at the end of World War Three. I don't remember, but at some point something happened. It might have been the big brawl. The outsiders were leaving. And before DX even existed, Kevin Nash did a suck it. And I saw it on camera. Mm-hmm. So before Sean and Triple H were doing it, made it famous on TV, Kevin Nash did it on WCW. I saw it was either Kevin or Scott. One of the two. It was probably Kevin. It's probably Kevin. And I was like, he did the crotch chop. Yeah, I don't remember seeing this during this time, but like I remember seeing him do it on TV before. So it was probably Kevin. It was like, holy shit. He he did it before they before it was a thing. Like I enjoyed that. Um Oh, you want to talk about Dungeon of Doom Bad, Roddy Piper versus Hulk Hogan? They decided that it was a good idea to show footage from Hulk Hogan versus Vader as proof of why Roddy needs to be worried about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, so funny. So funny. Oh, that was my favorite thing. So funny to me. Oh, God. my God. And I'm uh, so mad that, like, Bobby wasn't around, like, just to be like, but he had to do it to Vader. Am I the only one who understands he has to do it to Vader? Because <laughs> like, he was so upset. Yeah. Rightfully so. <laughs> Dude, it was... Uh, Jeff Jarrett not being DQ'd for drop kicking a microphone into the face of fucking boss man during his match because apparently that was not a DQ. Oh, all the over-the-top rope stuff also. Yeah, all of the over-the-top rope stuff that keeps happening and only occasionally gets used the way it's supposed to get used. Um, again, Deborah, everything Deborah, mm-hmm. all of Deborah. Listen, I am an advocate for women and women's empowerment and all of that. As a matter of fact, we have a great shirt that you can go out and buy right now. 
pro wrestling pro choice it is up on the teespring shop it is my pin tweet at my writer there's that m-a-t-t-r-i-d-d-e-r also creationworld.com we'll get you there link tree slash creation world you'll find the merch store it's there you guys can buy it and all of that money goes to the women's reproductive rights project assistance project yep so we support women however in this case i feel like all mongo's wife and then eventually stone cold's wife brought to wrestling were the puppies because her on the mic is she brought she brought the puppies when she was with your boy jeff jarrett like that was when the puppies were a thing. So you you got to give Jeff Jarrett credit there. I think we're not talking about WWF. We are not talking about WWF. If we do, I may at some point have to give Jeff Jarrett credit. <laughs> Though I think that if we ever wrap this WCW stuff up and you and I are still talking wrestling, it would be so much more fun to reverse the roles and have you go back and watch NXT from the beginning. Well, that's 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 a long time away. So it is a long time yeah, away. Yeah. So I was thinking about that, but uh, maybe I'll be dead by then. You know? What are some other <laughs> matches we got here? We had IRS defeating Mike's penis, which again he ended up in the NWO. Why didn't they repackage the Renegade? Like, why keep calling him the Renegade? He's dr- like, why not just like repackage him something else? Also, Jim Powers still exists. For like, how did he not become anything? They use him all the time. He's got to yeah. look. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the the renegade thing, I don't really understand why either. Because I guess he was really only there for that rip off Ultimate Warrior thing, but he had a contract, so they kept using him until the contract was up. Um, but um, the Jim Powers thing, I don't know. I don't know. There was nothing really special about Jim Powers either, though. He, like he kind of had a look, but he, other than that, not very interesting. So yeah. I think he was kind of like lost in the fray with the whole nwo thing happening and so much more interesting stuff that who cares about jim fucking powers by the way ddp beat trying. jeff jarrett on nitro so as point, he should point for ddp um we also had a great opening promo uh i think the december 9th episode of nitro from piper where he was talking shit about mr t mm-hmm. where he's like i have never taken a dive in my life they made me wear gloves and they made me tape my fist closed when they put the gloves on so i hood i wouldn't hurt the little actor when i punched him and just basically he implied the nwo was gay uh called out hogan all that shit like yeah we saw all those men in the room there were no women he called a dude wearing the nwo shirt like so if that's what you're behind more power to you you know (laughs) yeah like it was it was a great open like piper's fantastic on the mic Mm -hmm. um fucking nuts man oh uh Sonny Ono losing his accent and Mean Gene being like, hey, what the fuck happened to your accent? While interviewing him about Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We also got DDP getting assisted from Hall and Nash. And then when being interviewed, he basically said that Hall and Nash were a booty call. That was funny also, yeah. And told them to just leave him the fuck alone. Like, (laughs) stop calling me. Stop texting me. It was fun. We did our thing. It's over now. Move on. Let let it go. Um, Piper saving us from a Steiner versus Norton match by calling Hogan out. Instead, he got Bischoff. Then Piper whooping Bischoff's ass for talking shit. Because they're all like, what about the hip? What about he had surgery? He's healed. The hip's fine. It's better than it was before. We talked about this before. Like, 
Why are you so worried? Yeah, I have now, scars. He's like, he's got, you know, his bionic now. He's part robot. Like, exactly. <laughs> Show us the hip. Let's see the hip. Come on. Ma. And Hogan's promos, I, dude, so fu- They the always go like, on too long. That's the problem. Like, he could get in and get out with his promos, but then he keeps going. His shit's corny as fuck too. Like the peg leg peach shit, like all of this stuff. And I, I've, maybe you and I were talking about last time or I was talking about it with somebody, but like we were talking about it. And the thing is the NWO was cool, but Hogan was never really cool. He just latched onto the cool kids coattails and tried yeah. to ride it. That's what 100% what why, he did, but he wrote it all the way to the bank, though. Like, <laughs> like it which worked. is why I guess it worked as him being a heel. Mm-hmm. Because while you really kind of liked Hall and Nash and X-Pac and, you know, maybe some of the other ancillary members, there was still this cheesy fucking old man running shit that you really that just you wanted really to see didn't like. Yeah, that you really didn't like. And, he, yeah, and, but I didn't and like the thing before, is about the like promos he cuts to are like legit all the things that people like, you know, feel like how Hulk Hogan really feels is why they don't like him. Like I made wrestling. I'm the reason why you blah, 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 and doing all that shit. And people don't like that shit. And yeah, so that works. Yeah. Um, we also got that after show exclusive of the brawl, which is where I talked about the, the crotch chop from uh, Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. So that was like an extended version of the December 9th episode where they're like, Oh, after the big brawl, you see Kevin Nash get out and tell everyone to suck it. So it wasn't officially on TV, but I got to see it. So it is now canon. It's canon. He did it first. Yes. Um, Let's see. Dungeon of Doom bad shit. Uh, The awkward homemade Kevin Sullen cuck video. Talking about the Uh, one with with, uh, Benoit Nancy in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kevin Sullivan coming out and being like, who told you to play that tape? You better not play yeah. that tape, Tony. And Tony's like, dude, I'm just doing my job. Like, I was say, I didn't play the tape. I'm, I don't. I didn't hit the button, dude. Like, yeah, like. Also, during this whole time, this whole back and forth between uh, Shivani and Larry about Larry not backing him up that one time, and how then how Tony mm-hmm. left him out there that other time, and it's just one of the things. Where, like every time Tony does that, I'm like, what do you really want him to do? Like, yeah, like. Call and Nash come out there like about to fuck some shit up. You want Larry Zabisco's old ass to be to stand in front of you and defend your grown ass against these two big mother. No, <laughs> like no. Or like Larry Zabisco getting mad. Like why'd you leave me out here? Because I didn't want to stay out here and get my ass whooped. <laughs> like both of y'all quit being stupid. Uh, Kevin Green also came back. I guess the Panthers won a championship, so now he's free to be back on TV. No, they they did not. This is they, um this is December. This would be during the playoffs. So yeah, they, so they did not end up winning. They just yeah, they said got, they, they were gonna win. Yeah, they got eliminated. Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, just he's out here cutting promos, still doesn't like Mongo for turning on him. Yeah, it's beat for the NWO also, because yeah, I I meant to mention this. Uh, I think it was last episode we were talking about Jimmy Graffiti, and I think I called him Jimmy Valiant. It's not Jimmy Valiant; it's the Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. Two different people. Okay, neither of which matter. About but to say, for canon's sake, I'm correcting fuck. myself. Yeah, nobody okay. cares. Um, let's see. 
We also saw Psychosis versus William Regal. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Let's not forget uh, Massive Zero Chono losing to Chris Jericho via DQ and joining the NWO. Oh, yeah, the Japanese dude. Yeah, when he comes yeah. out there, yeah, he starts like his the branch of uh, NWO Japan. Yeah. Yeah, Massive Zero Chono. That's what yeah. that's that, yeah, that's what his name was. Sure. Um sure. Uh we he comes Chavo up there, he Guerrero pulls his shirt open and like, you know, because um Sonny Ono had the new Japan shirt on, but then he comes like, nope, NWO, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Gene's like, Well, as far as I know, Massive Zero Chono hasn't officially signed with New Japan or some shit like that. And so he's like, Oh no, it's cool. And then he's like, I'm NWO all day. And <laughs> Bischoff's marking out on commentary. Uh, Chavo had a match. I which Chavo. I think I think he also had a match when they were doing that whole like Eddie Guerrero got beat up thing. Yeah, because uh, DDP fucked him up. Yeah. Um, Ice trains back fighting Jerry Flynn. Yeah, and they still which is not Jerry Lynn. He, he wasn't wearing blue this time, was he? No. Yeah, so they're still calling him Ice Train, but he don't wear the ice stuff no more. So it's just like I need y'all to. Get with it. Uh, you... Ric Flair had a promo where he threw his voice out. Yeah, just, he, and he kept it. trying to talk. Like, dude, your voice is gone. Why do you still do it? Stop. <laughs> oh, best thing ever. So first off, I think it was la- I, at some point, Kevin Sullivan basically said he wanted to big spoon Arn Anderson and started talking about their kids. It was really fucking weird. Then they had a match, and Sullivan got the win over my boy Arn, right? But Arn single-handedly wrecked the entire Dungeon of Doom by himself before Sullivan went and got a chair. I mean, yeah, Arn's a bad motherfucker. Like, um, I'm not saying I expected that to happen, but when I saw it, I wasn't surprised. Almost that faces the fear versus the outsiders where the big brawl happens at the end of the show. And yeah, they say, let's have a match tonight. And yeah, Sting comes down to help WCW and WCW wrestlers start attacking him. Now, props to Rey Mysterio, because Rey Mysterio will later go on to say Sting is WCW. If somebody had jumped on my back and started attacking me, I would have acted the same way. Rey Mysterio has a little bit of fucking logic, unlike everyone else in this company. I'm going to say, pretty much nobody else is seeing this logically besides him. Rey Mysterio. But he's like, yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I jumped the guy. He attacked me. It makes sense. I would have done the same shit. But yeah, no. Sting comes down to help out there like, no, he's clearly the NWO. Like, because WCW guys started punching him. And what is he supposed to just let them punch him and just go after the, like, yeah, it was, it was Arn that swung on him first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he ends up whooping the WCW guy's ass and just taking off. He's like, fuck this. Like, I, I tr- I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I'm trying so hard. And you guys just keep fucking yourselves over because you're all stupid. Yeah, basically, I'm, uh, like, I'm not going to let you, like, you know, just beat on me either. Like, Arn Anderson, you know, hit Kevin Sullivan. Do we think Arn Anderson's the NWO now? Like, that's all it takes for somebody to be NWO is to beat up somebody from WCW. A lot of y'all are NWO. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, let's talk about the son of the great legend Bruno San Martino, David San Martino versus Malenko, because 
I don't know if you notice this. And if you guys go watch back, it's December 16th. David San Martino sucks. Mm -hmm. And you can like physically tell in this match, Malenko got fed up and said, fuck it. And just started kicking this dude's ass and like forced him into a pin to end the match. Cause dude was so bad. Like he was pissed. He had to do this shit. Mm -hmm. And you don't see him again. <laughs> and you don't see him again. Um, also, what is this shit with Hulk Hogan and his problem where he's making Liv, Liz kiss him? He's a fucking creep. What do you mean? I understand that. But like Macho Man isn't like, what does Roddy Piper care? Because this is your focus. Your focus is Roddy Piper. Why does Roddy Piper give a shit that Macho Man's ex-wife that you have somehow bought like she was fucking for sale and added to your stable is kissing you or not? Macho Man ain't here. You're not fueling Macho Man. Why is this a thing that you have to do? And why do, why would Roddy give a fuck? I don't think that part had anything to do with Roddy. I think that was just still Hogan, you know, because eh, he still has, you know, the future in mind because Savage is coming back. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's more of a kind of like future groundwork laying kind of thing. I don't blame Savage for writing a whole fucking diss record, rap record about fucking Hulk Hogan because <laughs> A, fuck Hulk Hogan, and B, this is like they were still you know, cool at this point well you know there was tension because he for real thought hogan was trying to fuck liz or maybe did fuck liz like that 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 was real life that kind of got molded into I me mean, he kind of thought everybody was though he was paranoid like that exactly and then hogan gets the chance and has creative control and he's like i'm gonna take your ex-wife i'm gonna bring her out on tv i'm gonna make her kiss me every week and you're gonna have to watch it like yeah i'd be pissed fuck him too uh, do -do -do. Benoit loses to Guerrero, which is kind of the narrative going forward about the four horsemen. We're like, oh my god, how did you let her get into your head? And she's the reason you lost. And like, I fucking hate all this shit. Um, oh, oh, we got oh. the debut of Tombstone losing to Lex Luger. A first off, again feels like a character that should have been in the dungeon of doom by name and look alone but he's not apparently b fuck you for trying to name yourself after the greatest finisher of all time who do you think you are uh we got the return of mr jl i needed to look at a picture of him because i couldn't remember what he looked like hold on ah. picture someone in the dungeon of doom and that's basically what he looked like no, i see him i, I see him and yeah yeah okay um sergeant parker versus glacier who the fuck is sergeant parker very good question he fought glacier doesn't really feel like matter. i forgot this match happened okay um like i said ray defeated mr jl mm -hmm. so jerry lynn's back um Regal and Malenko go to a time limit draw for the TV title because can't have your TV champion lose and you can't have Malenko take a loss going into his match against Ultimate Dragon. Yeah, because he um, can't have the TV title going into that match. So not sure why they even had the match, but okay. Yeah. DDP did some commentary right before Christmas, said he wanted to make it a threesome. So he joined commentary. Apparently he throws like big Christmas parties every year too. All right, listen. So this this four horsemen dungeon of doom shit, right? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, you're still talking time, about that. Okay. Go ahead. Well, yeah, because as I'm scrolling, like I told you, I didn't have my notes prepared the way I will have them next time. So as I'm scrolling down, I'm remembering. Mm. I see. So you get this promo where it's Benoit, I think Mongo and Arn, and they're giving Benoit shit and all of this. And they've been talking shit about the woman that Benoit's dating now, uh, sleeping with whatever you want to call it, like cucking Sullivan with, right? Mm -hmm. They're talking about this. And they've been shitting on her for weeks. And when Benoit finally, when Benoit finally snaps back, Mongo gets in his face like, don't you talk to my woman like that? And it's like, the fuck have you guys been doing about my woman? This is like, who the fuck do you think you are, Mongo? What do you mean? She can run her mouth, but I can't say I can't respond. And told Mongo to talk to the hand. Yeah, I haven't heard that in years it, it, it has been probably at least a decade since i've heard somebody say that at least yeah um ray mysterio's music sucked by the way or whatever music they're using for ray mysterio here was terrible that was his music and when ray was advocating for sting and said hey play the video back they played the wrong fucking footage yeah and took forever to play the footage, by the way. And then played the wrong one. Yeah. Uh, oh, this, yeah. So Kevin Sullivan. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Bischoff doing Piper and Piper coming out to Scottish marching band and big brawl with NWO and, as Sting watches. That was fun. Something happened in here with Kevin Sullivan because I have in my notes for Dungeon of Doom Bad having to choose between Nick Patrick or Conan doing it for Sullivan. So there was an issue between Conan and Nick Patrick at some point, but Conan was out there doing something for Kevin Sullivan. And it's like, do I side with Nick Patrick for being a dickhead and a piece of shit, or do I side with Conan? But his intentions are for Kevin Sullivan. Who did Conan wrestle? Uh oh, NWO Bubba. Okay, so that's what it was. It was Conan versus uh Big Boss Man. Mm -hmm. Yes, and Nick Patrick was clearly helping out the NWO because that is the narrative going on here. Is he isn't really officially part of the NWO, but we're alluding to the idea that he keeps assisting the NWO. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. Conan, (laughs) Conan was out there for Kevin Sullivan fighting the ex Dungeon of Doom member. So the fact that you put me in the position to either root for something that was supporting Dungeon of Doom or root for this piece of shit, Nick Patrick, was not okay with me. Uh, oh, what week is this? This is, are we on the 23rd yet? Or is this the 16th still? Uh, this is the 23rd. Okay, that's what I thought. So the Glacier match. Yeah. Bobby Heenan. During that entrance, drops a line. Worst case of danger if I've ever seen. And I lost my shit because of all the snow and shit that happens during <laughs> Glacier's entrance. I was actually going to give you a spot because we're this is right before Starkids. We're almost there to talk because I've got some commentary stuff that I grabbed too. But um, what was I? I had some. Oh. So that's what it is. It's Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker was the person that Glacier wrestled. Yeah, I don't remember. I I blocked it out, I guess. I think that match came on and I stopped paying attention. 
I literally have in my notes, Buddy Lee making Glacier look kind of cool. Self high five. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think in my head, I was just like, I have 10 and a half hours of wrestling to watch this week and I'm not going to waste any of it watching this dude. So I was probably ignoring it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So in my list of shit that commentators said, uh, we have Zabisco in reference to Sonny Ono taking pictures saying they love them some cameras. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Because he was taking pictures of Dean Malenko scouting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also have Bischoff mocking Massive Zero Chono doing an Asian voice saying random words like sushi and stuff because he's been to Japan and he knows Japanese. He's a heel, though. He's supposed to do that. Right. But also, he's mocking someone that is part of the NWO. In uh, doing so. True. True. Yeah. True. Uh, and then I don't even remember which match this was for, but at some point during one of the cruiserweight matches, Brain goes, Oh, look, more midgets from Mexico. I do remember that. I don't remember which match it was either. It was probably a Mysterio match. More <laughs> midgets from Mexico. Great job, 1996. Speaking of midgets from Mexico, though, there was actually a dark match on the Star K pay-per-view with minis from Mexico that yep. started. They kicked the thing off. Yeah, yeah. You, you can look it up if you want. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not worth it, but it happened. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Starcade. Uh, we kick it off the way you want to kick off a pay-per-view. It is for the WCW Cruiserweight title. It is Ultimo 8 belts versus your WCW Cruiserweight champion, Dean Malenko. Dragon gets the win. It is now Ultimo nine belts. Um, also, did not know that the reason he was called Ultimate Dragon or Ultimo Dragon was because he is the last protege of Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. So I learned yeah. that. That was interesting. I had no idea that that's where that came from, but they explained that. And I was like, oh, that's dope. That's one of those things I've forgotten. And then they reminded me. I was like, oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? the entire lead to Starcade. What? That women's title tournament that they had going on to crown a new women's champion. Remember? No, like they a, didn't a talk about or, it either. <laughs> just saying, you know, like a month or two ago when they, they were like, oh, there's this lady zero and they look like they're building to zero Medusa. Yeah. Instead, it was Akira Hokuto defeating Medusa to become the new WCW women's champion. And I think if I remember correctly, Medusa never becomes champ. <laughs> you brought her over from the WWF. You had her throw their title in the trash. All she wants to do is wrestle. You create a women's championship. She is basically the only female wrestler you have on the roster, and she never becomes women's champion. And I don't think that that women's title lasts very long either because I don't ever remember a WCW women's champion in like 98 i don't remember 99. it existing period so yeah it's yeah, it doesn't last long uh we got the roddy interview he kind of puts hogan over he's like i'm not gonna lie he, he is this he's that he's blah blah, blah. Dude, he's a big motherfucker uh, i get it yeah he's like what is this icon versus icon shit like we're not the only two fucking icons there are a bunch of icons and he lists them all he's getting all wound up and then they're like well, what about the hip? What about the hip, Roddy? And he just starts hopping around on one leg and walks off. Because Roddy's fucking nuts. 
Uh, Rey Mysterio loses to Jushin Thunder Liger. That was a fucking match. Oh, it is. That was a fucking yeah. match. Yeah, this is like this is not even quite peak Mysterio yet, too. That's why this is so good. Like, yo, next year, like fall, fall, winter of '97, Rey Mysterio is peak Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah, and it is, it is just like holy shit when oh. you watch him before he started like putting on muscle and trying to get bigger so that he'd be taken more seriously. Um, like when he was just doing his thing, like back, it was so good. Everyone knows Halloween Havoc 1997. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows that. Uh, during the match, though, because obviously it's pay-per-view, so my boy Dusty Rhodes is back, ladies and gentlemen, baby, and he's on commentary, and he said, and this is no bullshit, uh, dragon through leg whip, I want to try that in the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> so good. And I was like, holy shit, they let the rack on commentary. What the fuck is going on? This is oh, insane. Oh, man. Well, like, a um, few things that he said. Like, he started saying uh, souple. Yeah, souple. <laughs> One of the, that is the great souple. Uh, dude, I love Dusty. Um, Benoit loses also, to Jeff. those of you who have not seen the video, like in the in the Smack and Rock group, watch it because apparently Dusty could hoop, and I had no idea. <laughs> like that blew my fucking mind when I saw the like Dusty could hoop, like <laughs> yeah, insane, yeah. insane. But anyway, I'm sorry. Layups and everything. He's just going. Yeah, and yeah, Jay, you know, he could take it to the wrestling. There's got to be a little bit of black and dusty roads at some point in that it, it, it makes sense why Cody Rhodes has become Cody Luther Kang. I don't know if you've caught up with that, if you've been paying attention, but he has been acknowledged for his uh, advocacy of the black women and the black talent on the roster in AEW before he left and all that, uh, even though he was universally hated because of the shit that Brandy was doing, uh, he still married a black woman. Uh, also said that he was most interested in meeting Bianca Belair when he came over to WWE. Like, of all the people, that was the first person he wanted to meet, which makes sense because kind of got a type. Neither here I say that's there. what he likes. I mean, you like what you like, bro. It's cool. It runs in the family. Like, it was, you know, <laughs> yeah, he wanted to meet Bianca. I'm sure, like, you know, close on the list after that was Naomi, Sasha. <laughs> like, he's like, I, I want to gone now. Are they gone, gone? Well, they're not gone. They are suspended indefinitely. All their yeah, merch has that. been pulled. All of that yeah. shit. Yeah, I yeah. heard about all that. I didn't know if they had, like, done anything official, official yet. Okay. Uh, we got Benoit losing to Jeff Jarrett, which is some fucking bullshit. Uh, no DQ. Though this did kind of feel like they were really fighting at one point. Like, they really just didn't like each other, and they were beating the shit out of each other. So that was kind of enjoyable. I mean, that's what Benoit matches are, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole, like, the, the finish was... Ugh for me but like the whole Arn did the DDT thing and threw him in the ring without even looking in the ring to see that Benoit was on the ground you know mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like so what is your least favorite wrestling spot that you've ever seen like a, a thing that happens in wrestling that they do a lot that you just can't stand <sighs> while you're thinking I'll tell you mine yeah, catapults. It never yeah, looks good. Yeah, it's stupid. It's it stupid. never you, comes you off. Pull well. back and they stand up and then jump themselves. <laughs> it never fucking looks good. 
Mm-hmm. I fucking hate them. They did one in this match and it looked like shit. Uh, like you said, Art well, comes something out. I used to like that I don't like anymore because which the way is? they do it now is when somebody like dives onto a group of people and they just catch them. Like yes. there's a way to do that where it looks good, where it looks like it was it was a surprise. But now when it happens, everybody out there stops, looks up, waits for them to jump, and then they catch them. And it's just. <laughs> I hate that. Um, I hate that so much. There was the the Italian mafia, the family led by my personal savior, Tony D'Angelo versus Legato del Fantasma, uh, a.k.a. the cartel mm-hmm. in the opening match of NXT in your house last night. They actually did a spot that was pretty good where both members of Legato went off different corners and jumped onto individual members of yeah. Tony's family when, stacks indi- when they do it on individual people, it's usually yes. good, except when Charlotte does it. But yeah, well, <laughs> it's just you know, all the Charlotte rest can't of- fucking moonsault. Yeah, when she does it and she just lands on her feet next to the person and they fall over. And it- you didn't hit them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to this match. You mentioned it. Arn comes out, he gets in Jeff Jarrett's corner and then ends up dropping him with a DDT. So I was like, hell yeah, Arn, fuck yeah. That a boy. Uh, Dungeon of Doom comes out, ends up grabbing woman and drops uh, Benoit with a chair. And then these dumb motherfuckers from the four horsemen are mad at Benoit because it's like, Arn DDT'd him. You should have got the one. Yeah, but he got hit in the face with a fucking steel chair. How can you be mad at a man losing? Maybe yeah, Mongo would come out chair. there and. Yeah. They have some backup. Like, you know, maybe Mongo had come out and like kept an eye out for him or done like been of some. I love the 85 Bears. Fuck Mongo McMichaels as a member of the Four Horsemen and in WCW. Listen, it is what it is. Uh, Maybe Chicago Sacrilege. I don't care. Fuck Mongo. All right. Him, his stupid Chihuahua, his terrible wife on the mic, and this whole persona, his trash ass and era of Mongo. Like, just just specific WCW era era of Mongo. Because we're talking about Mongo before or after this, because, you know, still wishing him well. I know he's still not doing well. But um, yeah. Yeah, this this what's happening here was just like, what the fuck? Like the whole Dungeon of Doom came out and the only one out there to help was Arn. Arn did his job. Where the rest of you motherfuckers at? Mm-hmm. Where's the, where the fuck's Rick? Where the fuck's Brian Pillman? He's not in WCW. Anyway. Yeah, I know he's not. <laughs> um, but I'd rather have him than Mongo. I will give Deborah credit for one thing. In the post-match interview, she told Benoit he could do better because woman has clearly been road hard and put away wet on fucking pay-per-view in an interview. And that actually popped me. <laughs> so you got one, Deborah. You got one. Um, faces of fear lose the outsiders. I will say this. It was because of Nick Patrick's BS that they lost and the faces mm-hmm. of fear did look like legit badasses in yeah. this match. So they made them look great. They, for all of the shit talk that people do about Kevin Nash, they sold for fucking Mang and the Barbarian, and I really enjoyed this tag match. It was. It was good. And the thing is, like people have said before, like you kind of when you're in the room, you kind of have no choice but to sell for them because they'll fuck you up. But it's just it's just that whole narrative is like, yeah, yeah, they won the match. But they got their asses whooped. Like, it's just, and they only won, like you said, because of Nick Patrick. Yeah. That's the story. It's the NWO story. Like, yo, they cheat. That's what they do. They don't play fair. Yeah. 
Uh, we got a Hogan promo mid pay per view, dude. He sucks so bad, and I, I honestly believe that Hulk Hogan believes his own hype. I really do. Like, I believe he truly thinks that he is wrestling, and wrestling would not exist without him. Yes, that's why it works. I know that's why it works, <laughs> but I mean, outside of a character, like it works for his character. You. But in real life, mm-hmm. I truly believe he believes that. Yeah, which is why I that's fucking hate why him as works. a person. That's the whole thing. That's what, like, you know, what they try to do is blur those lines <laughs> and fuck it up for you, which they really don't do as much anymore. But like, yeah, they want you to hate him. The problem with you hating him, though, is because he's part of this group with a bunch of people that you like <laughs> because they're so fucking cool. Hence all the NWO shirts in the crowd. Yeah. Facing the hard camera when you're trying to tell people that they, that you shouldn't like them. I'm like, well, all of them like them. <laughs> They're also, so, I don't know, just fuck Hulk Hogan. But also fuck the outsiders. Because I just praised them for what they did for the Faces of Fear. But in the finals of the United States title tournament, where it is DDP taking on Eddie Guerrero to be U.S. champion, they screw my book. He said, just leave me alone. Stop calling me. Stop texting me. You need to move the fuck on. Find somebody new. Get a new piece of ass. Stop fucking with DDP and trying to ruin this man's life. Leave this man alone. Because, hey, man, they dropped Eddie. He should have got the job done. NW screwed DDP by hitting him with the razor's edge. Well, yeah, because he was talking shit. He just said, leave me alone. Just stay out of my shit. But. Dusty called it a froggy splash. Froggy Not splash. a frog splash. Yeah, froggy. Yeah, froggy splash. That froggy splash. Uh, Eddie fights off the outsiders after the match, which is great because we know who Eddie becomes. So, like, to see him at this point in his career basically single-handedly taking on the outsiders in X-Pac before he ends up getting gangbanged after the match, like, that was fun. So, it's nice to see these little things of, like, people that we know have so much talent and go on to do great things get these little highlight spots even a piece of shit like chris jericho you can see where he's being featured highlighted because they see the talent in him um lex luger defeats the giant uh ref goes down nick patrick kicks out luger's legs so luger ends up tossing patrick out of the ring x-pac comes in kicks luger making him drop the giant sting comes in whispers sweet nothings in both guys ears and puts nick patrick on his ass for getting involved and being a piece of shit Luger ends up winning with a low blow and a shot from Sting's bat. My thing, like, about this, and I normally don't have much of a problem, you know, that's a lie. I was going to say I normally don't have much of a problem with the commentary, but I do. Um, The way that they're selling this whole thing of, like, yeah, where were your buddies at this whole time, blah, 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 blah. It's a one-on-one match with Luger. They had the ref. And fucking six come out and kick the dude in his shit. Like, that should have been enough for the Giant. It is not their fault that fucking Sting showed up with a bat. All right? Like, 100%. Like, 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 where were you? Why did you come out and help? Like, we sent you help. We sent you six to kick him in his shit. We sent, the, we sent our ref out there. And you didn't finish. You didn't get the job done. Like, you. Yeah. <laughs> that on me. Well, I think it was more so Hogan 
specifically, which I don't blame him for because I agree. Because Hogan didn't come out and do anything, but Hogan is the one talking shit and getting in his face. Like he, well, he had a conversation with with Nash too at the end too. Yeah, a little bit, but <laughs> that's because Nash was sticking up for Hogan. But Hogan is that boss that like tells you to do something, gives you vague instructions, and then when he doesn't like the way it's done, he's yelling at you. And it was originally some work he was supposed to be doing himself anyway. He just made you do it. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, fuck Hulk Hogan. I mean, um, I was I was more like talking about the commentary, though, showing them what Hogan and well, their, their confrontation. That's what I was talking about. They're, they're what they were saying to, like, you know, not too giant, but like saying that they would be saying to giant, like, yeah, look at this. Where's your friends? Where are your friends at? Like, they were there. <laughs> I cannot wait for giant to turn on fucking Hulk Hogan and the NWO because it'll happen Hogan soon because like he refuses he to give him his title match. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because he won World War Three. So it'll happen soon. Yeah. Uh, main event. Roddy, Rowdy, or Rowdy, Roddy Piper. I did that backwards. You did. Versus a giant piece of shit. Um, Michael Buffer is something that wrestling is missing, Travis. Mm-hmm. He makes this feel so important. Makes it feel huge every time. And Even when he's wrong. on Nitro, he made it feel huge. I love Tony Chimmel. I love Lillian Garcia. I loved Howard Finkel. But they're no Michael Buffer. They don't. Ha- they're not the let's get ready to rumble, dude. Like, it's just yeah. like you don't have a let's get ready to rumble. Like, let's <sighs> pay this man to come in for every WrestleMania and do the two main events. Like, yeah, yeah. just come in and do his let's get ready to rumble. Mm. He can go home. He yeah. gets paid. He gets out of there. Or somebody it's else working. that can do it similarly, you know? Yeah. Because he's old as oh. shit. So... <laughs> Hundred percent worth it. He's like eighty nine million years old, so we need to, you know, we need to find somebody else who can do something similar. But I don't know if there's any line that can really match. Let's get ready to rumble. The fact so, that he doesn't do it at the Royal Rumble is disappointing too. Anyway, go ahead. We talked about how kayfabe's still kind of a real thing at this point. Like they call people actually called the police when they watched Ray Mysterio getting assaulted right. by the NWO and all that. There is a fan who is not a smart fan, who at some point thinks he is going to save Roddy Piper by attacking the giant. And he tried to attack Hulk, too. But, yeah, the giant. Well, and the, even the ref was stomping off. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love when you see, like, the ref get in there and get a couple kicks in because there's, like, the, Triple H has been attacked and he's whooped some dude's ass. And occasionally you see that. Most recently, I think Jericho got attacked at one of the AEW shows uh, mm-hmm. last year or two years ago by some dude in the IWC who thought he was really cool and got his ass beat. And uh, he got jumped by the refs. Like, I think the uh, ring announcer actually slammed his ass. Mm. Josh Matthews. I think he got taken out by Josh Matthews. Like like the dude that tried to jump Dave Chappelle at the Netflix thing. Yeah. Nobody ended up like as bad as that dude, though. No. His arm was broken and they handcuffed that shit. Yeah. Like, didn't even reset it. They just handcuffed him, broken his shit. Uh, Giant tries to leave, but Hogan, Hall, and Nash blame him for Hogan losing. The Giant wants to know where they were for him. So this was all, I'm guessing, after this match. Yeah, that was after the match. Because Hogan lost. Hogan lost, yeah. He dropped to the sleeper, you know? Yeah. Not the first time it happens. And then Hogan. uh, Halloween Havoc the next year. Same thing happens, except this time it's in a cage. We talked about Roddy Piper defeats Hulk Hogan, ladies and gentlemen. He beats 
your WCW World Heavyweight Champion. And then Hogan's like, I didn't lose because it was non-title and I'm still the champ. Yeah, because that's all you fucking got. Mm-hmm. You lost to Roddy Piper, who you have never beaten. To this still point. have not. <laughs> he will because Hogan's always got to get his wins. But, you know, I'll give him props. He let Roddy beat him here. Of course, it was non-title. I, I have a feeling if it, they put the title in line, it would have gone a completely different way. Neither here nor there. Um, Piper's fighting the outsiders after the match. Like I said, Giant tries to leave. They're getting in his face. Hogan spits in the cameras, just like walks up and like the fuck, man. Yeah, it's not the only time he's done that too. Like the oh, whole his whole spitting thing is just like, why is that a thing? Because he's white. You ever notice anytime you see like, except for Carlito which was his gimmick. But like when you're watching videos, he spit apple at people. He had to bite an apple first. There was a whole thing. He didn't just spit in your face. I agree. But whenever you see, and as a white person, I can say this because I've noticed this. Anytime you see a video of someone spitting in someone else's face, it's normally a white person spitting in someone's face. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm like, have I seen somebody do it? That wasn't white. I don't think so. It's some weird disrespectful thing that people that look like me seem to think to do for whatever reason. I don't know why, why they think it's great, but and then you spit on the yeah. wrong one and get your ass whooped. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, yeah. Spits at the camera. But yeah, Hogan loses to the sleeper. It's like, and the thing is, I've like, I think I remember watching this and thinking like that's the first time that I remember watching the match when it did the whole arm up and drop thing and somebody actually arm went down three times and they didn't get back, you know? I was so expecting Hogan to Hulk out. I really was. And when he didn't, I popped. I was happy to see Roddy win. Like I said, I did not remember that Roddy won their first encounter. Mm -hmm. I remember knowing that, I believe it's a cage match that they have later on. At Halloween Havoc. I wins that one too. For the world heavyweight title, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was for the title, but like they, they have fought, a match, they have a match in a the cage. Title. They ha- yeah, they had a match in a cage at Halloween Havoc the next year. Piper won that match, sleeper hold, same way. Really, mm-hmm. Arn Anderson and Roddy Piper just out here beating Hulk Hogan for shits and giggles and never holding world heavyweight titles. The fuck is that about? Oh, yeah. Havoc. Uh, oh, that's the whole match. Anyway, but yeah, he wins like with the sleeper in, in the ring, you know, middle of the ring. I remember watching it and being surprised because I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> I like this, Travis. I think, uh, again, I'll refine it a little bit. Um, I'll just do kind of what I'm going to do on Smack and a Raw, which you guys will have been hearing by the time you guys hear this, unless you are subscribed to Patreon, mm-hmm. where uh, I'll, I'll put myself high five moments and then my Dungeon of Doom bad shit, and we'll just run that down. That way you guys don't have to hear me talk about all of the matches you don't give a fuck about that happened. And, oh, uh, you know, uh uh, Ice Train defeated Jerry Flynn, Malenko, uh, Big Boss Man defeated Chavo, Psychosis versus William Regal, like that stuff. But if there's a good match I like, or if there's something that's really fucking bad, I'll put it in there. 
But this back and forth general discussion, especially if it's a little more cohesive and I can kind of separate full points out into like, all right, this is all of the four horsemen bullshit. And we can just talk about that. I think it'll be good. So I think we'll do that going forward. Give me a second. I think I found it. Or every single episode, we'll just do a whole new format until, you know. Until we like it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Are you you're just looking for the the finish of the pay per view next year? Yeah, I found it. here. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna share my screen with you. You can. Just Are you gonna it. do that on the recording? Can you do that? Yep. I mean, you can play this and part of the show. Or are you gonna edit that out? What I don't know what you're asking me. So you're going to share your screen with me and I'm going to see the video are yeah. the people watching at home that are still listening right now. Yeah. They'll be able to see it too. Okay. Yeah. You see it. I, it, it is up. Okay. I'm just saying, I didn't know we were allowed to do this. What do you mean allowed? Like to play video from a match in a video for our podcast oh yeah we're, it, as long as we're talking over it and doing commentary and all that kind of stuff and it's not just playing it you know okay but yeah see sleeper <laughs> uh i'm actually not seeing anything all i'm seeing is black screen really okay hold on yeah it's not actually playing like i see halloween havoc season nine episode one blah blah, blah but when you hit play the screen is still the, the whole screen is black i just see the halloween havoc and then season nine episode one Okay, hold on. Let me try this again. Maybe Peacock because... might not let you share it. Hold on. Let me try it again. <laughs> I'll watch that later. <laughs> oh. How about now? Nothing. Black screen. Uh, okay. Timestamps moving, but it's just a black screen. Uh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. Piper's in, in the, got him in the sleeper hold and he's dropping. Oh, well. Well, we'll cover it when we get there in 10 months. Yeah. It'll be fun. 2023. Look forward to us talking about a match <laughs> that we almost showed you that we couldn't talk about. <laughs> it would not play. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a way I can do it. I'd have to, um, do like it's, a, a screen capture and import it in and all that. I'm not going to do yeah. all that though. We'll cover it. And hopefully by the time I watch that, I forget that you said that Roddy Piper wins and then it's a surprise again. So, um, yeah, let's close out the show. Travis, why don't you tell them about all your fun creation world stuff, what you guys got going on and what they can expect. Well, we know we still got super flashy arrow of tomorrow every week for the rest of this month. Um, if you're watching this on time and didn't wait till next month. Um, let's see that companion show multiverse is still happening every month. We're working our way through like the new 52 stuff. So that's fun. Um, what else? Denny's of the dark will be back. I promise y'all. I know, I know I keep saying it, but it will be, uh, we're, we want to, cause it was a great time. And honestly, that video does, it's still doing better than almost anything else we've ever put out. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, even just like YouTube numbers and stuff were better. Um, let me think as far as like total watch time and all that. Um, 
Creation Conversation will be back soon. I know that's been a while too. Um, but yeah, we're going to be bringing all that stuff back. We gotta, we're got we just refocusing, reconfiguring some things, and we'll be back with a new you know, kind of fresh take on what we do here. That's coming soon. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lord underscore Cussalot, L-O-R-D underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. Um, yeah, that's all I got for me. And as you guys know, you can follow me. I'm Edward. There's M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R on Twitter only. Twitter and Instagram, smacking a raw pod. I run the inst- or the Twitter. Vince runs the Instagram. Facebook.com slash group slash smacking raw. And now TikTok at smacking raw, which honestly is just me and the rack talking about horror movies. So if you're interested in the rack running down currently the synopsis of Friday the 13th films or me just babbling about my horror movie theories for a minute to three minutes, you can go check that out as well. Uh, there's also a fun little video of Nikita Lyons that I made. Uh, nothing really wwe or wrestling centric but uh maybe i'll get into some of that stuff creationworld.com facebook.com slash creation world twitter and instagram at the creation world t-h-e-c-r-e-a-t-i-a world and if you don't know how to spell world travis get a goddamn dictionary there you go uh that's where you guys can find everything so go check that out i hope you've enjoyed your return to wrestling from Lord Cusslot and the patron state of podcast and the warden Matt Ritter. And we will see you guys next month. Peace.